Welcome to the Refine Podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea McGuire. As we journey through this Advent season, my prayer is that we would hunger for the coming of Christ with renewed enthusiasm. It is my prayer that we will see God reveal Himself in amazing ways as we seek Him through prayer and scripture. As always, I want to share what I'm learning with you, and this week we will focus on how gracious God is and the joy that is ours in Christ. It hit me in a fresh way the other day just how gracious God is. Though He deserves more praise and honor than we ever give Him, He is pleased with our feeble attempts. Though He sees how much we have left to change, He still delights in what we offer Him. He uses us despite our shortcomings because He knows we love Him and that we are learning. Oh, how this softens my demeanor to the Lord. Do you ever notice that you just feel apathetic toward God or bristly toward Him because you feel like He might be mean? What I have to remember is that his face is not hardened by a furrowed brow when he looks on his children. Though he disciplines us, he sings over us in love. So what should our response be other than absolute joy? Joy that he delights in us. Joy that he is pleased with us. Joy because Jesus has made it possible. Joy because Jesus has given us an invaluable gift by doing what was impossible for us. The enemy often influences our thoughts in such a way to bring us down. The enemy seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to steal our joy and kill our hope and destroy the image of God we carry. So often we tumble around in negative thought patterns, putting ourselves down and being critical of others. We cast blame, shoulder resentfulness, and grumble for hours in the day because there's no one else in our minds to stop the chain. It's effortless to perpetuate the negativity, but often feels impossible to maintain a positive perspective on our lives. Thankfully, God is so much more gracious than we are. He is more gracious with us and does not want us to keep beating ourselves up or over our mistakes or shortcomings. And similarly, we should be more gracious with others. He doesn't want us to be so critical of others complaining about them in our minds or to other people. In theory, venting should make us feel better about whatever we're going through. But especially lately, I've realized it just keeps me in a bad place because instead of focusing on what is going right, after describing in detail the difficulties I'm facing or the things that I didn't like, I am certainly more discouraged than I was at the beginning of my rant. There's often a time to lean on friends and our hardships so that they can comfort us with the comfort they have received from God. But I also heard a quote recently that kind of shifted my perspective on this, that we too have something to offer to our friends when we are enduring hardships. I saw a quote from Rachel Jankovich where she said that we should be looking to Jesus with joy out of our circumstances to him, and then others will look to him with joy also. Isn't that what we want? That's one purpose of our hardships, that others may see our joy and good works and give glory to our Father in heaven. So what if instead of airing our complaints, we turn to our friends to share with them the joy we are finding in Christ? As Christians, we have a deep abiding hope that the world doesn't understand but is so desperate for. 
even if they don't know it. So let us live with joy that shows the circumstances of this life are not the source of our contentment. Let us live with joy that points to the glory of the gospel. We sell it short when we move around in selfishness. But again, hear me say God is gracious. He will supply us with the joy we lack when we look to him. When we set our hearts and fix our minds on Jesus, there is no replacement and there is no better fountain to find that joy. Sometimes we hide our struggles because we're ashamed or we feel that no one really cares. In both of these instances, we're believing a lie. If we feel ashamed, we forget to walk in the truth that Jesus has covered our sin and clothes us in beautiful robes of righteousness. And if we feel no one cares, the enemy has a foothold in our hearts that makes us feel like lonely victims. These lies come naturally, so we must train our minds to meditate on the gospel instead. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. That's from Colossians 3.2. Read God's word, especially the New Testament, and relish the blessings the Father has bestowed on us in Christ. Listen to worship music and cast your gaze away from your problems and on to your Savior and friend, the glorious King who reigns victorious over this world. We often share our struggles when they're relatable. Because everybody struggles, we think, okay, people will know they have something in common with me. But let us grow in sharing our hope, sharing the joy we've received from the Lord, because that's less common. But it is what everyone needs. Our friends need the reminder and encouragement that Jesus is real and that he is at work in our lives today. When we seek him, he will not let us be put to shame. And when we testify to his goodness, blessings will multiply. Joy for me, joy for you, and glory to the one who supplies it. We often go to a friend and tell them what a bad time we're having because we're seeking comfort and encouragement. Why don't we just cut straight to the encouragement? Instead of complaining so much first, maybe just say, could you give me some encouragement today? I'm really feeling down. Or would you pray that I would take joy in the hope that we have? We need encouragement that points us to Jesus, the one who suffered and overcame. He is our example. He didn't sit around complaining about what he was called to do. Jesus focused on fulfilling the Father's will rather than focusing on his difficult circumstances. Sean and I recently got into watching The Chosen, which kind of details the life of Jesus and his disciples, and it has been really fascinating so far. I think it also helps me broaden my perspective of what it might have been like for Jesus as a real human being. Um, Sometimes the biblical world seems so distant and unrelatable to me, but as I watch the episodes, it just helps me see further, you know, what he did was so difficult. He was single for what, like 15 years while his peers got married and had families. He had no permanent home. So he basically camped for his adult life. And that is no luxury. Uh, He was perpetually followed by a crowd of needy people, constantly being criticized and misunderstood. He endured weariness after days of physical and mental exertion and ultimately sacrificed his life while being mocked by his murderers. If anyone understands how hard life is in this sin-broken world, Jesus does. Listen to Hebrews 12 too. 
where we are encouraged to fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, the joy, he endured the cross, scorning at shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. If you're heading into the holidays with a lack of joy, if you're already dreading the travel or the family drama, if it seems like nothing about 2020 feels festive, fix your eyes on Jesus. While the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, Jesus came that we may have life and have it to the full. And not only that, he promises the Holy Spirit to those who believe. Jesus says in John 14, If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. We may not be capable of producing joy on our own, But through the Holy Spirit, we have access to deep wells of joy. Whatever we're lacking, the Lord will supply it when we rely on Him. I hope that as you do whatever things you do for the holidays this year, that your heart will overflow with love for God. If you're spending Christmas at home more alone this year because of COVID, I pray you will find joy in the wonder of the Christmas story. If you're scheduled to work, I pray you will carry the joy of the gospel wherever you spend the day. And if you're shoveling presents or children into your car to visit family, may the love of Christ mark your actions with joy. Emmanuel, God himself is with us. Glory in the highest.